You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. C-L. And with that, I want to welcome everybody in to the ACL pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I'm ACL. He is Wags. NFL week three is here. Feels like it just started, but uh, here we are. Week three, lots to get to. College really, I think, starts in earnest as well as we can SEC football finally here. That kind of, for me at least, feels like like football is back from the from the from the college football perspective, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Wags, lots of good stuff. You ready to jump into NFL Week 3 and, of course, talk a little recaps from NFL Week 2? Yeah, crazy, crazy week last week. Um, you know, ton of uh, ton to talk about, let's, uh, let's just put it that way, and uh, look forward to getting into it. You know, a little SEC football on Saturday, and we'll jump uh, right into NFL week on Sunday. We got a Thursday night game out there. We got Jacksonville and Miami. Ooh, barn burner, <laughs> baby. Barn burner. Oh, hey, it might be a barn burner, actually. It actually might yeah. be. The spread is three. They're saying it is going to be a barn burner. Yeah, I think there will be. Uh, <laughs> I like a lot of points in that game. Not not too much defense with these two teams. So we'll yeah, see. We'll some, see what injuries, some injuries from the Dolphins side as well for that. The total has bet, uh, gotten bet up a little bit. Um, Guys, before we jump in, be sure you are following us on Twitter at the Real Mister ACL. He's at Captain Wags. I'm on Instagram as well at the same handle. The website is therealmrACL.com, and of course, follow the pod. All you got to do, if you're not already doing it, just type in ACL Pod in in whatever podcast platform you listen to, and it should pop up. ACL Pod. Subscribe. You get the podcast right away, which is super important for the Monday Night Football contest that we're going to be doing later because. The first person to get it right when we have multiple winners is the winner. So those timestamps are very important. Right. We had a we had a we had a winner this week. We had a winner this week, man. I mean, Alvin yeah, Kamara great. first touchdown. Raiders covering four touchdowns from uh, Breeze and Carr. So nice guy. I was dealing with him a little bit. Congratulations. Got all three right ahead of anyone else. So we got two hundred bucks in site credit, which is pretty cool. We are happy to give that away. So good for him. Those questions will be coming later. Wags. Um, I, I mentioned it at the top. To me, and I know some of the SEC haters won't like to hear this, but f- t- to me, when the SEC is on, it just feels like college football. And, you know, apologies to the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, all that. But, you know, seeing Alabama, seeing Georgia, seeing all, some of these other teams, it, for me, on a Saturday is great. So, finally, we get to see some, uh, some SEC football. Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, really looking forward to that one. And, of course, we have some top 25 matchups on the board as well. Louisville versus Pitt, Kentucky versus Auburn, Army versus Cincinnati. And, of course, how could I not mention Florida State-Miami? I know you're looking forward to that one, right? Yeah, it's it should be good. I mean, uh, Miami, a, a big favorite in this game. Uh, you know, I think probably the first time in the last uh, 10, 12 years uh, or more, that Miami's been such a favorite in this rivalry game. Um, one game you left out that I'm excited. Uh, I don't think you mentioned it. The uh, SEC football game was Kentucky and Auburn kicking off at noon. I, I like a nice game like that. Uh, noon time. Um, you know, I think you'll, you'll get to see a nice competitive game there. You know, some of the other SEC matchups are, 
or you know you got uh, Vanderbilt at Texas A&M that should be you know, a, a walkover. Florida should handle their their you know pretty easily with Ole Miss. So, you know, I think Kentucky and Auburn will be a good game. Kentucky up and uh, up and coming team over the last few years. So that should be a good one. And uh, yeah, I think uh, SEC football, as you mentioned, you know, getting back into the swing of things. It's like college is back. The uh, the weather's turning a little bit uh, and uh, getting a little cooler. So yes, uh, you know that all that always. Uh, you know, you always like to see that. You get some long sleeves going on and, uh, you know, little, uh, you know, fog hey, coming hey, out of their mouths. Andy Reid style with the mask. <laughs> the mask. No, I, I agree with you. It, it just they had to go to a hockey. They had to, you, you see, you had to wear a hockey uh, hockey technology mask. Well, I was going to ask Reed. you about that, being the hockey guy. They they tweeted out that he had some hockey tech, some, quote, NHL technology on his face mask to prevent it from fogging. Hey, smart. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, he couldn't deal with that, and he was uh, sweating. And then you got all these fines. People not, you know, a lot of these coaches not wearing masks. Which, to be honest, you know, I'm I'm all about safety and precaution. But the fact that they take so many tests to get into the stadium and they're fine, it's to me, it's like these masks are a little overkill, right? They've already done the tests, but you know what? It is what it is. There are, uh, you know rules in place and if you, if you don't follow them they're gonna get fined a hundred thousand bucks i believe it was for some of these coaches and 250 to the team 250 to the team on top of the 100 to the coach yeah. which you know maybe the team will take care of it for the coach but i think it was gruden uh sean payton which is funny because sean payton had covid and he was tweeting out wear a mask all that stuff so he got fined for 100 for 100 grand but yeah, hey i'm i'm fine with it to be totally honest with you because i'd rather them be overly cautious than than less cautious because that means we're probably going to get a full season with no interruption. So if they want to find people to wear masks, which, you know, tells me that uh, they're going to take this stuff seriously, which will hopefully lead to more negative test results week after week, which means we get our football with no interruption. Fine with me, whatever they got to do. All right. I think when we're talking about week two, the most obvious place to start wags is the injuries. Ready for this? This sounds like a really good fantasy football team, but it's not. It's the guys that got hurt. Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley, Drew Locke, Jimmy G, Solomon Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Adams, Tavon Young, Malik Hooker, Raheem Mostert, Tyrod Taylor, which we will get to, and Paris Campbell. Uh, It's just unbelievable. I mean, I was watching Red Zone, and it was just like guy after guy, the whole Saquon thing, and then you get McCaffrey, and then Drew Locke. Imagine imagine being part of a draft, right? (laughs) <laughs> and, and not not one of the snake drafts, one of the um, budget drafts that you have, and you go after Saquon and McCaffrey as your one-two. That's crazy. You're I mean, SOL. Yeah, you're 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 so mad. You're so mad right now. You have to be like fuming. So yeah, it was bad. The the Niners to me was the big one. They already had the whole Kittle situation. They had some other guys hurt as well. Um, well, the good they, thing with they, that with Kittle is that they got Jordan Reed behind them. So you know that was almost. And I'm not just look. Jordan Reed's made a for glass, another week, right? For another yeah, week exactly. Until he, gets hurt. he got he'll get hurt. <laughs> but the fact is, I mean, they had another guy. Granted, again, uh, an injury prone guy. This guy's good. Jordan Reed could step in. I mean, he's no no Kittle. I get that, but he did a really nice job on Sunday. And uh, but yeah, you say Bosa and Mostert. You know, they got a couple of guys behind Mostert, but M- Mostert did a lot of the work and. Um, losing both on defense is just uh, a big dagger. 
Yeah, that's big. The look-ahead line on that game, guys, Niners are playing the New York Giants this week with 6.5. So Niners minus 6.5. The line is now at San Francisco minus 4, which is an interesting number because they're they're basically saying that the Saquon injury doesn't really matter, which I've been talking about for years now. You don't take a running back number two, but I digress. Um the cluster injuries for the 49ers are just massive here. And it looks as of now we're taping this Wednesday. It looks like Nick Mullins is going to go for the Niners, which I think is a huge downgrade there. He looked okay at times last year. But if you take out the starting quarterback, take out the starting running back, and then you mentioned it, Wags, the Bosa thing for me is just huge. Um, I know that a lot of people are taking a look at the Giants here. You have an 0-2 Giants team headed back. They could have easily won that game last week. I think that they could have won the Monday night game as well. Uh, and I would actually make the argument that without Saquon, I think it's going to open things up for Danny Dimes there. They, I think that they rely on him a little bit too much at times. Um, and look, it's going to basically force them to throw the ball here, which I think that they're going to be able to do with so many injuries on the Niners defense. Yeah, there. well, so. Danny, Danny Dimes just needs to protect the ball a little bit more and stop forcing things. So hopefully, you know, the pressure of Saquon not being there will allow him, allow him a little bit to kind of say, all right, there's no pressure on me. There's no pressure on the offense. Like, let me just go out and play football. And I'm actually most impressed with the Giants on defense. Um, they're actually, yeah. I mean, I know they played the Bears last week. Who, again, who who are these Bears? They're 2-0 right now. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to them a little later in the show. Yeah, I, I know you will. And um, But that, that said, you know, Giants start off 0-2, but it seems like their offense can't get in rhythm, right? They They – put up 16 points against a good Pittsburgh defense and 13 against, you know, obviously a good Chicago defense, but um, defensively, you know, giving up 26 and, and 17, not, not too terrible. Uh, I think a lot of team, you know, a lot of people expected them to be in, in a lot of shootouts, but um, we'll see if things open up now with Danny dimes and, and now, you know, with the injuries on San Fran's defense. We will. Uh, Daniel Jones is 200 to 1 to win the MVP if you want to go run to the window there, to thinking that now they're going to have to throw the ball 60 times a game. So don't do it. There we go. Um, Dan Quinn, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons a little later, as I just mentioned with that game. However, Man, this game was a game. So I, I had the Falcons team total over here. There was just so many injuries for Dallas. We saw this number just get absolutely pounded all the way down to Dallas minus three. It was Dallas minus six. You saw all these cluster injuries for Dallas. Um, Dan Quinn, barring some miracle playoff run, maybe conference final, something he's probably going to be gone this year. So that game was bad, man. I don't know if you saw 30. Some guy was live betting it. He bet 35 grand. On the Falcons money line to win a thousand dollars when it was I believe 39 24 something like that with like five, five minutes left they had like a 99.9 percent chance to win 35 grand to win a grand and the guy loses it oh my god the, the funny don't, thing don't is bet that, like that guys the funny thing is I'm watching Sunday you know I got I'm flicking back and forth as probably many of our listeners do whether or not they're watching the local game with their team or or watching red zone if they have it so I'm watching red zone and to me, that game was gone. That, you know, Falcons won. That's over. Yeah. Then yeah. I, you know, then I grab something to eat. I go to the bathroom. I come back, and I have text messages like, "Did you just see the ending of the Cowboys Falcons game?" I'm like, "Turn it on." And sure enough, I'm like, "Oh my! How did they miss it?" You know, how 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 does you know the Falcons? 
special teams coordinators still have a job. To me, those guys need to attack the ball, get on the ball, not watch yep. it go 10. You don't have to watch it go 10 yards. They do. I just don't really understand it. I mean, I know it took a weird bounce, but whew, that's a, that's an awful way to lose. Um, but Atlanta's used to that, right? 28 to 3? 28 to 3. I believe that's a number <laughs> that will live in infamy with the Atlanta Falcons franchise. But yeah, it was as if they didn't want to jump on the ball to like miss it and then allow Dallas to get it, right? But of course, by doing that, they allowed it to go 10 yards. I To me, it, it, it looked like they didn't think it was going to make it 10 yards. Right. So they were just going to let the ball die out. Yeah. But of course, it took this weird bounce. I mean, great kick by, uh, by Zerline. I can't remember the last time I've seen an onside kick quite like that before. So... Hey, good for them. But, uh, yeah, Dan Quinn, pretty good spot this weekend. But, uh, man, you got to win that game. You have to find a way to close it out. Dallas has new life. I mean, Dallas was staring at 0-2 with a game at Seattle this weekend where they're plus 5. So they were potentially looking at 0-3. Um, Mike McCarthy, man, making some interesting calls there between the two fake punts. Oh, going gosh. for it when he should kick, kick when he should go for it. What was he? <laughs> what is he? Yeah, I don't know. He's trying to be analytical. Remember, right. he, he spent the last two years in his basement learning uh, NFL analytics. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, the analytics yeah. to me is like uh, it's just overdone. You know, dude, you gotta you gotta pick and choose your spots. I think you we talked about that last week, but yeah, totally agree with that. Um, Anthony Lynn wanted to talk about that as far as the overtime situation. It's fourth and one. You have the ball. I know you and I were actually live texting about this a little bit. Yep. I thought at the time that he should be going for it because if you give the ball to Mahomes, all he needs is a field goal there. So you're basically saying our defense is going to stop Patrick Mahomes from kicking a field goal, which I thought was questionable at best. So. Um, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but Anthony Lynn is way too conservative for me in that particular situation. Yeah, I mean, I think my, my concern was, you know, just punt, or my thought was just punt the ball. Um, you know, yeah, you're giving Mahomes the ball, but it's, um, you know, obviously the time is, they only had, I think, one timeout, or maybe even none at that right. point. So, um, you know, punt the ball. Make them get down the field. Trust in your defense, who actually was playing well at that point. Um, it's not like it was a typical Chiefs game where this this was like a forty-two, you know, forty-two um, game. So, uh, you know, it was a low-scoring game. Uh, by the way, congrats to all. Hit that under free play. Oh, we'll we'll get to that, my man. We'll get to that. <laughs> no, I I will say this. I mean, you know, you you brought it up. Your free play was the under, and I will say this: when you have an under. And the game goes to overtime, and you still hit the under. You made a damn good play. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I know, I know a lot of people were on the over there. Um, you know, I just felt like it was a good spot. Uh, the Chargers, I almost call them San Diego again. L.A. Chargers uh, play really well at home defensively against the Chiefs, and, uh, you know, they, they, they really stopped Tyreek Hill. Um pretty well for most of the game until the, until the end so um yeah no congrats uh it was it was a nice win always like to get those free play winners yeah the whole tie rod situation of course the news that we're doing this wednesday the news came out late last night today that the chargers doctor was giving tyrod taylor an injection into his rib for like a rib pain thing or whatever and he actually punctured his lung so that's why he had to miss the game and now of course that opens up a whole can of worms because you have lawsuits potentially. Now, Anthony Lynn came out the other day and said, 
Tyrod's our guy. Tyrod's our starter. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Justin Herbert looks so good. Well, that's why he had to say that. I mean, from yeah. a liability standpoint, you basically have to say, yeah, Tyrod's the guy. He has the job whenever he wants it back because that's pretty bad medical malpractice. And, and, and they've already apparently the NFLPA is already on top of it, quote, investigating the issue. So he's out indefinitely. I mean, if he's out for a while, he's 31, 32. If his career somehow is, is over and he never plays another down, that's going to be a big Oh, big, big deal. time. Oh, yeah. A big, big situation. Yeah. They'll, so they'll try to make that go away. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll try to get him on the field however they can. But I think the Chiefs, I mean, look, the Chiefs practiced all week for Tyrod. Five minutes before the game, they have Herbert, which I think, you know, totally messed up their whole game oh, plan, the whole offensively and def- defensively, right? I mean, when you have a new quarterback in there, uh, just totally kind of changed the entire game plan and, and, and situation there. Yeah, he looked good, Herbert. I, I have to, you know, I was pretty impressed with the way he played, the poise he showed. He, um, you know, really flinging the ball downfield. Yeah, early on he definitely airmailed a few, but you know that that's going to happen in your first game when again, like you said, five minutes before kickoff, you find out, hey, you're starting. It's like, oh shit, you know, right. well, here we go. Yeah. So um, I was impressed with him. I mean, I think uh, you know, again, a lot of the fans are, are screaming for him to start. And I think, uh, you know, they got to figure out this whole messy situation with Tyrod. So um, a weird predicament. Wanted to get your take on Offensive Rookie of the Year. Here are the top four guys, uh, odds guys at DraftKings. Joe Burrow, Offensive Rookie of the Year, plus 175 favorite. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is now plus 200. He was a guy that I took preseason at plus 400. Jonathan Taylor with the Colts is 7-1. to one. Justin Herbert wags. To win offensive rookie of the year is plus nine fifty. Um, look, Burrow looked good. He's going to put up numbers. They're going to be from be. They're going to be behind, but I don't think they're going to win a ton of games. Right. Edward Solaire to me is still the favorite just because he's going to get the carries. That's going to be a really good team. Taylor would be behind Hilaire for me. I mean Herbert at plus nine fifty. I think you could make the case based on what you saw, and this Chargers team is better than this Bengals team. That plus nine fifty might present a little bit of value. No. Yeah, I like the plus 950, and the reason why is their defense is going to win them games, and, mm-hmm. he, and he's going to benefit from that. I mean, as far as, oh, you know, maybe maybe the Chargers end up, you know, let, let's call it a, a 9 and 7, right? So let's say they go 9 and 7, and Herbert comes in and um, plays well. You know, he's throwing, let's call it 280 to 350 yards a game and, and has, you know, manages the game well. He, he's going to be in a better position in, in a sense than Burrow because, yeah, Burrow might have the yards, like you said, and, and the stats and the numbers, but they're going to probably be, you know, 5-11 and 11 at best. Right. So Right. I mean, what if Herbert comes in and leads his team to like a 9-7 and seven playoff team? Exactly. Exactly. Um, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire thing, I think I, I agree with you. I, I still like the play. Um, what I would do is wait a week if you are considering and you, you haven't bet it. Um you know, maybe wait a week. I don't really like his matchup this week uh, against Baltimore. Obviously, you know, Baltimore defense is is stymie, uh, stingy defense. So, um, yeah, I would wait a week and then pull the trigger. His odds might get uh, better for you. 
Yeah, I still think odds aside, if you just said who's going to win the award, he would still be the guy that I, that I would yep. think would yeah. win the award. No, at this I think, point. yeah, I mean, he's going to get the touches, he's going to get the right. looks. He, I think, he caught like six, eight passes last. I think six maybe balls last last week. Um, you know, he didn't get the amount of rushes that um, you know may, probably many had hoped for. But uh, you know, again, San Diego, uh, L.A. Chargers defense um, is very good. So yeah. Yeah, Herbert. I mean, look, Herbert might not even play that much longer because if Tyrod can play, they ha- they, right. they essentially legally have to put him back in there. It seems like at least for a couple um, more weeks, right? Tough to lose your job due to medical. Yeah, tough to lose a job due to due yeah. to the doctor. Man, I don't know if that doctor. Hey, what happened to you? Yeah, the doctor that's, that's stabbed me tough, in my rib. Tough situation. Punctured my lung. There we go. Jeez, <laughs> uh, tough situation there. Um, MVP. Definitely want to touch on this. I know you're a Russell Wilson guy. You took him preseason. What was yep. it? Eight to plus one. Plus eight hundred. Where, where's he at? Plus uh, four. Plus. He's no. He's the favorite now. So Russell Wilson is the three to one favorite to win the MVP. Lamar's five to one. Mahomes five to one. Rogers eight to one. Murray fourteen to one. Josh Allen twenty to one. So I tweeted it out the other day. Josh Allen. He's leading the NFL in passing, which no one would have guessed. On a, on a, on a good team. Weeks. I know. I mean, what if Buffalo goes like twelve and four? Josh Allen throws like five picks all year yep. somehow. You know, rushes for like eight touchdowns. I mean, third or fourth in passing. Is, the, you just I mean, give it to him. It's not far fetched. I don't. I don't think it's that crazy. I think um, you know Buffalo's got the. You know, they got a solid team. You know, we'll see. They're going to be tested this week. They got the Rams. Uh, Rams have looked. They sure, are. that's yeah, a it's great going to be game. A really, really good game. Very excited to to watch that one. I think, um, you know, the Rams have impressed me this year. I'll I'll be the first to admit, you know, wasn't really high on them, um, but they've adapted. They've changed, and and you know, a lot of it has to do with coaching. And now Goff is getting the ball out very quickly. Right? They don't have the best offensive line in the league. So what do you do? You run shorter routes and you make, you know, the hot throw high percentage throws and get it into the hands of, of your playmakers to make plays. Right. I was always, you know, when I was playing, it was always first downs, make touchdowns. And and that's the mentality of this team. Like, you know, we'll take the chances when we have when we can. Um, but l- let's let's be consistent. Let's go down the field methodically. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. They have been doing against, uh, you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles last uh, last two games. Yeah, they certainly did look good. The Bills, they win at Miami divisional games, so they are on back to they're off back to back divisional games. They come back home now. They're playing a Rams team that's now on back to back road games. The look ahead line was Bills minus three. Bills are now minus two. It's interesting two. because, you know, the um, Bills, who have they played so far, right? They play the Jets and the Dolphins. So exactly. but still the favorite. Yeah, they're at home. Rams out out west. Uh, I'm sorry. Over east, you know, from east from west to east. Um, I, I assume they stayed out. Um, I know San Fran did staying in New York, so no no need to fly all the way back to come back to the East Coast. So um, both in not the best spots. So uh, I don't know. I'll probably stay away from this game, but it's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, two top five coaches in my opinion here, uh, Rams and Buffalo. One of those teams is going to go to 3-0 and and have a pretty commanding – spot in their division so that should be one uh but yeah russell wilson i look the mvp is so much about narrative right it's all about what's the media talking about what are people talking about and all i've heard the last two weeks is can you believe that russell wilson has never received an mvp vote chris collinsworth on the telecast the other night actually said it was hilarious he said he voted for russell wilson a couple years ago 
but he turned his ballot in late, so they wow. didn't count it. So, yes, yeah, so technically Russell Wilson has still never received an MVP, an MVP vote. And it just feels like, at least for now, there's a long way to go, that people are like, that's ridiculous. I'm going to vote for Russell Wilson if it's yep. at all close. If it's like Wilson versus Lamar, oh, well, you know, Lamar won it last year. Wilson's never received the vote. I'm going to go yeah, with Russell totally. Wilson. And, so. and the thing is, look, you know, you, you get these odds, plus 800, you know, preseason was great. I'm glad that we're on it. And it's, you know – you start to look at some of the other players as well that, you know, start to shine, you know, maybe starting in week six, seven, eight, um, you know, maybe you could take advantage of someone else and, and have two nice tickets uh, going into the MVP race. So, Yeah, man. Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, 14 to one. To me, it's still a little bit short. I, I just think the Cardinals aren't going to be in that 11 and five, 12 and four window when it's all right. said and done. Yeah. And I think those other five guys that I mentioned will be ahead of him, but I, I certainly think, He's live if he can get Look, something. They, going they played. They played the Washington choice. football team last week. Now I was all over Washington week one. I think their defense is very good. I still think their defense is very good. I think they're a top five defense in the league, and that's saying a mm-hmm. lot um, because Washington football team not that good. The fact is, I was on the Arizona team total over against Washington because great play, Kyler. Great play. You know, first off, it was a good situation for Arizona. Um, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself because I did not take the Cardinals minus the points. Um, I really liked it. I don't know why I left it off the card. But you know what is is what it is. Um, you know, I, I had them team total over. I really liked it. The fact is, as good as of a Washington football team, as good as they are defensively, you get a guy like Kyler Murray who can break contain easily um, and make plays like, it showed right um these guys play very good defense in the in the in the secondary um but if he breaks contain he's going to have a lot of running room and that's exactly what he had um and that's exactly what he did so uh glad we were able to cash on that um you know washington now plays cleveland this week and uh you know that should actually be a pretty good decent game yeah interesting spot i mean you have the browns you have extra rest for the browns you have the Browns off a big kind of in-state win on national TV. Yep. So 10 days to get ready. For the Washington football team is now on back-to-back right. road spots. Uh, however, they looked pretty bad last week. So now the question is, how does Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski, how do they react to what happened? They got embarrassed week one. They come out, really played hard. You can tell they wanted to avenge that Ravens loss. National TV beat the in-state rival Bengals. But now you have 10 days to prepare against a team that they know is probably not all that good. Do they come out flat, or do they really seize on that momentum from what happened uh, against Cincinnati, come out strong? This line, look ahead, was minus four. Brown's minus four. The line is now minus seven. So what happened since then? Okay, the Browns looked really pretty good, but they failed to cover against the Bengals. This is more about the Washington football team. The football team looked absolutely terrible. Um, So you have three points of, of kind of missed value there potentially, but it might not be enough, quite frankly, because the football team... I don't know that they're going to be able to score. Yeah, it's here. interesting. You know, their their offense is really weak, the Washington football team. But, you know, you were able to see and, and the Cincinnati kind of drive down the field almost at will on the Browns. You know, they, they scored some points and, and, you know, obviously the Browns just pummeled them, uh, you know, the other way around. The, the Browns are going to have a tough time scoring here unless Baker can, can make some plays. And we've seen them do it before. Uh, but on the flip side, like you said, the Washington football team, their offense is just – not good, not where it needs to be. And, um, 
curious to see if, if Alex Smith is going to get, you know, healthy enough to see the field. Yeah, that's an interesting one. There's a, you know, comeback player of the year. He got bet all the way down to three to one. And it's one of those situations where if he just gets on the field, plays a game, plays a half, plays a quarter, people might just vote for him based upon kind of his situation and what happened there. So uh, look, if Dwayne Hudson continues to struggle, Halfway through the season, I think we certainly could see some Alex Smith stuff there. The one game, of course, Wags, that is I'm really looking forward to. Uh, game of the year, I think, for sure. I don't know that any other game will top it just as far as preseason hype or, um, I'm sorry, pregame hype or anything like that. Monday night Love football. It. Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens were minus one and a half on the look ahead. The Ravens, as of taping right now, are minus three and a half. So you have Kansas City back-to-back road games. They have to go from L.A. to Kansas City to Baltimore to play this Ravens team that lost last year in Kansas City in a revenge spot here. Um, man, this game's yeah, going to be it's going to be awesome. 54. I think uh, you know, everybody's going to – look, I hope, it, I hope it's a tie game going into the fourth. I think there's going to be – I want yeah, more exactly. of it. Exactly. I, I yeah. just want to see – um, everybody, uh, I want, want to see, uh, Tuesday morning, everybody's tired, you know, what a game. Um, you know, I guess there's not much more water cooler talk, but you know, maybe you're on zoom or whatever you're doing, uh, uh, hanging out with your friends on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, no, th- this is going to be, I, I think a, a really, um, you know, I, th- I think this game is going to exceed expectations or at least meet it, uh, with the hype that's going on for it. Live up to the hype. I will say this guys. If you think the Ravens are going to win, and they're money lined around minus 180, 190, 200 right now. So, you know, 66% chance that, that they're going to win the game. If you think that's going to happen, you probably want to go ahead before the game and get a Ravens future. You can get the Ravens right now. They're tied with the Chiefs. They're 5-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. If the Ravens win this game, they're going to have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. They're, they're going to be, I'm not going to say they're probably because there's a, w- a ways to go, but they're going to be in the driver's seat to get that number one seed, which gets a buy this year. So if you have a Ravens ticket at 5-1 to one and you get the buy, you're in a pretty good spot there. Now, if you don't think the Ravens are going to win or you think it's more of a coin flip, don't take this bet. But I'm saying if you are betting the Ravens minus 3.5, that obviously means you think that they're going to win. It's not the worst thing in the world to go ahead and throw that plus 500 in your pocket there, or even maybe a yeah, conference winner, which you can get the Ravens at plus yep, 250. Exactly. So always kind of look at the secondary markets as well when teams like this that are probably going to be there at the end in some form or fashion um, are going head-to-head. So I just wanted to add that in there. Wags, before we get to the Monday night contest, I wanted to ask you about the Jets. They're plus 11 at the Colts this weekend. Adam Gase, he still has a job as a taping right now. Uh, if so, the 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 preseason narrative was the Jaguars are tanking for Trevor; they're going to get the number one pick. Say that the Jets—I don't think they're tanking; they're just bad. Say the Jets get the number one pick. Adam Gase gets fired. New coach comes in. Can you see a scenario where that new coach says, "Sam Donald's not my guy. Sam Donald's not that good," but Trevor Lawrence is the next John Elway, Andrew Luck, whatever. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence and take care of Sam Donald. Could you see a scenario where the Jets with the number one pick and a new coach say goodbye to Sam Donald and take Trevor yes, Lawrence? Yes, I do. I think – Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is that good. Um, I also think Sam Donald is not the answer um, that the Jets, you know, I think initially thought they were going to have. I, I think I think he, he's you know, a bottom-tier starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I think – Trevor Lawrence is special. And when you have the opportunity to take a kid like this, 
you take it. I don't care really, you know, for the most part, who your quarterback is, um, you know, maybe someone like the Dolphins who, who, you know, are probably going to be in a unfortunate situation if they do end up with the number one pick where they just took Tua. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that was too, too early, but, uh, so wait, you're saying, you're saying if the Finns somehow bomb this year, and I don't, I, I think they have to pass up on, 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 uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Well, can you uh, imagine? Or, 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 you know, trade the yeah, or, 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 or maybe they shop around to a, and see what they can get for him and say, it, is, it, is it worth it? Is it worth <laughs> us making this tree? Trevor Lawrence is right. John Elway, man. I mean, he, I yeah, think he's special. No, same. So I, I, I think too. you gotta, you gotta kind of pull the trigger on that. I think Darnold, Darnold, look, I mean, it's not like he, he's only had one year. I mean, he, he's had a couple years. He's had a few years. He's, he's done okay. Um, you know, I think most memorable to me was his first pass was an interception for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, go. I just, um, yeah, I think, I think if the jets are in that situation for sure, it's like, Hey, well, let's do it the right way. Let's, you know, even if we have to somewhat rebuild again, I mean, Lawrence is a, is a quarterback that's going to play right away. Um, and he's going to be good right away. So in that position, I, I would take him. So, Adam Gase, I don't know if you noticed. Look what happened to Ryan Tannehill when he got out of Adam Gase's system in Miami. <laughs> he goes to Tennessee, gets a $100 million contract, and leads the league in passing the last seven games. I mean, how does this right? guy – I mean, I guess it was the Peyton Manning thing. I think he was, Pey- <laughs> it's laughable. He was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator in Denver, I think. And I think Peyton Manning vouched for him. Is, is that Was it Gase? I think he was with the yeah. Bears. And then – I. I'm going to have to look this up right now so the, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was with the Bears, but I think at one point he was with Manning. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different coach. but He was the defense, He was the offensive coordinator for Den- the Denver Broncos from 13 to 14, the Bears mm-hmm. OC in 15, and then the Finns signed them in yeah, 16. Somebody vouched for him. I, 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 whether it was Manning or not, and I think his, his, basically his career took off. Yeah, he, he, it says as the offensive coordinator of the Broncos, Gase contributed to Peyton Manning's record-breaking passing season in 2013. So, yeah, I'm pretty um, sure he did. Yeah, exactly. Well, Manning, I think, vouched for him. And then all of a sudden, you know, his stock went off to, you know, through the roof. He goes to the Bears to be the offensive coordinator. And then the Dolphins, for whatever reason, hire him for, as a head coach. And then he goes to the Jets as a head coach. Um He'll be lucky to get a position as an offensive coordinator uh, when he get, oh, when lucky. when he gets fired. Yeah. Um, that's not an if. Yeah. And, and you know, you, we talked about Dan Quinn earlier. It, it, to me, it's you know a coin flip between those two who gets fired first. Dan Quinn's not going to get fired after this right. weekend, though. <laughs> we get Correct. to that in a minute. Um, Colts minus seven on the look ahead. The Colts are now minus 11 in that game. So the Colts are on back-to-back home games. They beat the Vikings, of course, last week. I was on that game, which was nice. The Jets, they lost to a depleted Niners team. They were getting seven points. Couldn't cover that. Couldn't cover anything. Couldn't even cover the teasers. Now they have to go to the Colts against the Phillip Rivers-led offense that I think kind of got things together. Um, obviously, they were playing Minnesota, which is a civil defense. But um, that's, a, that's a situation where it's uh, – I'm not touching the Jets in that situation. Obviously, you're getting some line value there, but uh, that locker room—it's just—it's not a yeah, good situation. Not a good right situation. Draftkings, and, and you know yeah. the the Jets like 
you know, offensively, I didn't expect much from them. But giving up 27 and 31 in the first two games, I mean, that that's a lot of points in the NFL. And I thought their defense was going to keep them around a little bit. Um, clearly not the case. Uh, and, and Indianapolis, to me, showed that they can put up some points uh, last week, putting up 28 against Minnesota, putting up. Should have yeah, been should more. Should have been more. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, they settled for a ton of field goals, which was frustrating. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I think the value is on the Jets, but it's tough to pull the trigger after those first two weeks. Yeah. So DraftKings, guys, has updated season win totals after every weekend. Okay. Every single team, you can bet their updated win total. The New York Jets win total is now four and a half, minus 104 on the over, minus 118 on the under. So the under is a, is a favorite there. Uh, no team is that low. So technically, as of now, just based on the updated numbers, the New York Jets are favored to get the number one pick. The Giants are the next lowest at five. Five over minus 104, under minus 118. So as of now, the 2021 draft is supposed to be Jets one, Giants two. Hopefully the Giants won't take a running back in number two again. But, hey, what can you do? Um, all right, man. Monday Night Football Contest let's questions? Do it. Yeah, let's Time? do it. Let's get let's another winner. Yeah, we like having winners. I mean, the contests are fun. People are kind of in it throughout the game. They're DMing me. They're tweeting me. It's fun. Um, so for new listeners, I am about to read off three questions, three separate questions for the Monday Night game, which is Ravens and Chiefs this Monday night. Um if you get all three right and you're the first person to get all three right, you get 200 bucks in site credit to the real We had a person win last week. Um, there are four ways to enter. You can DM on Twitter your answers to myself at the real to wags at cap and wags, or you can email either one of us, ACL at the real or cap and wags at the real C A P P I N W A G S. Thank you. And if there's multiple winners, the first person to get them in wins. So time, time stamp. So get them in, get them in, get them in. Um, yeah. So 200 bucks in site credit to the winner. Here are the three questions. Wags number one: Ravens minus three and a half versus the Chiefs. Who are you taking? The Ravens or the Chiefs? Ravens minus three and a half versus the Chiefs. Question number two: The name of the football player who's going to score the last touchdown? The in this last game. touchdown. The last, not the first, like last week. Change it up a little bit. The name of the player who scores the last touchdown in the game. Because what happens is a lot of people, you know, if they miss the first question, then they're right. then they're out of it. So want to keep people in the game, have a little skin in the game till the end. So number two, the name of the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. Question three, the total number of combined touchdowns in the game by both Running, teams. passing, defense, special teams, everything counts. So the- everything counts. Kickoffs, doesn't matter. Fumble recoveries, doesn't matter. The total number of combined touchdowns in the entire game. The total is 54 right now, if you want to use that as a kind of a basis to help you make your prediction. All right, guys. All three questions, 200 bucks in site credit to the winner. I wish you all the luck in the world. Uh, free play time, Wags, I think. Free play time. You won. You nailed that under last week. You, my friend, can do the honors. All right. So I am taking a situational play. I, um, you know, tough schedule for this team coming out the gates. They opened at Kansas City. They just played at home against Baltimore. They are 0-2, but I like them this week on the road. Houston Texans plus four at 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Bill O'Brien getting yeah, some Bill action. Bill O'Brien, um, look, I think the Texans have looked like a disappointment um, this year, but you have to keep in mind who they've played. Um, they literally have played the top two teams, not only in the AFC, but in the NFL. So, um, yeah, they're 0-2. I think, um, you know, they're still they, – they understand that. They're, they're, you know, still have their heads high, and, and um, you know, I think they're, they're ready to go. Pittsburgh, on the other hand – Two and zero, you know, didn't look so great last week uh, against Denver. They also opened up against the Giants, uh, putting up twenty six points against each. Um, you know, I think they're two and zero based on schedule. Uh, yeah, I think their defense is solid. I don't. I think they are slightly overrated on defense. Um, and I like the Houston Texans plus four. Houston Texans plus four, a very live dog there as an 0-2 team to really kind of save their season, if you will. Uh, I like the play. All right, my free play, guys. Um, I'm going with the Dan Quinn-led Atlanta Falcons minus three. A hold-your-nose play, I get it. Situationally, (laughs) it's a great spot for Atlanta, though. You have an 0-2 team coming back home versus a 2-0 Bears team that I think is a lot of smoke and mirrors, quite frankly. Bears team, they've beaten the Lions and the Giants. The Lions game, they were down 23-6 before Matt Patricia stepped in and does what Matt Patricia does, the Lions were still a drop touchdown pass in the end zone from winning that game. Uh, Then they go home and they beat a Giants team by four, fail to cover, and the Giants had an opportunity at the end to win the game with a touchdown pass. Uh, Now they go on the road versus an Atlanta team that I have to think is smarting from last week and looking to take it out on the Bears here based on what happened to Atlanta and Dallas. Last week, so Falcons team they played arguably two of the best teams in the NFC, Seahawks and the Cowboys. They scored 25 and 39 points respectively. This is a team Atlanta that's second in total passing yards, fourth in total yards per game overall, and and certainly while their defense in Dan Quinn is something to be desired, I just think of any situation where you're going to get the all-in kitchen sink effort from Atlanta. This has to be it, and I just think the Falcons' offense is going to be too much for Mitchell Trubisky to keep up with here. So between you having that 2-0 and versus an 0-2 team, I think a lot of that is smoke and mirrors with the Bears based on who they've played and the situations that have been presented to them. 0-2 teams are 62% against the spread in Week 3 historically. Yep. So everything just sort of lines up here for Atlanta to get the win, to get the cover, to maybe save Dan Quinn's job for another week. We'll see about that. Um, but yeah, my free play guys is the Atlanta Falcons at home minus three, minus three readily available, minus three one ten against the Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, Chicago it's funny, we, you know, ACL and I talk, uh, you know, obviously before the pod, uh, before the taping, just to kind of go over a few points. And one of the things he said, uh, you know, for his free play, I'm taking the Falcons, and and it was one of my four plays that I already have down, um, ready for the card this week. So. Um, you know, I, I'm, I like it as well. I'm very, uh, you know, big on Atlanta this week. Dan Quinn, man. It's one of those things where it's like, you're betting Bill O'Brien. I'm betting Dan Quinn. Yep. Woof. But look, Hey, they don't usually go 0 and 16 right, against look, the spread. You know, I think that's what kind of puts <laughs> us in a, in a situation why, you know, we have followers, why people listen, um, you know, why we're able to kind of. Uh, do what we do is the fact that we use data beyond just looking at, you know, things on paper, right? You look at Dan Quinn, you look at Bill O'Brien and you're like, oh, you know, these guys again, Adam Gase. Um, 
but but then you start looking into the numbers and looking at um, certain situations and, and system plays. Um, you know, looking at teams who are 0 and 2 versus 2 and 0 and what that looks like. And you know, when you see 62% plus, you know that that's almost like an auto bet, right? Because you want to make sure that um, you know historically speaking these are good situations and good plays and then you div, dig in deeper on those games and, and you see and you start to kind of point out um, specific uh, you know I, I guess good matchups for, for certain teams and, and why it will work out so um, yeah no I, th- I think it's a great play yeah well said well said um, yeah lots of lots of those situations this week I mean you have a couple of uh, 2-0 0-2 obviously Texans and the Steelers and then that game as well. And then you also have the Titans and the Vikings, a 2-0 team versus an 0-2 team. So always kind of factor in those situations, uh, the 0-2 teams in week three. There's some, and I don't have it off the, off the top of my head. If you start off 0-2, it's like, I think like 15%, 10%, something like that to make the playoffs. If you're 0-3, it drops into the low yeah. single digits. And you also so mentioned the uh, these coaches know that. Lions 0-2 at the 2-0 Oof. Arizona Cardinals. And, and you probably see some sh- – reason there's there's i think that opened at six six and a half and it's already down to five and a half down a little bit i think you know you see some of these sharps that get on it early yeah these lines have been moving early and then they oftentimes bounce back a little bit but um yeah matt patricia look and i want to say something to the Uh, listeners i mean you're listening to us talk about especially about these line movements and and if if for for instance i'm going to use the lions cardinals for example because it was on a on a big number at six right it drops to five and a half and you might want to like follow the sharp money and, and you'll take the Cardinals uh, or the lions plus five and a half. I would wait or hold off. Right. Because there, there's no real reason to, to just follow the sharps. The sharps are on at six, not five and a half. You know, this game could very, uh, very well end 27, 21. And guess what? They push, they move on and, and you're in at five and a half and it'll take that L um, so, so make sure you, you get those numbers. I mean, I don't suggest buying the hook, um, because that, that's just giving away money sometimes, but, um, there are certain situations you just got to be smart with your money and, and be, um, disciplined, right? There's, there's no reason to just bet a game because you know, you, you're following the money. Absolutely right. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that go into it. So, yeah, with this weekend should be good. Sort of a, a fuller, I'll call it, college football weekend. And then, of course, it looks like the Big Ten's going to get going in a couple of weeks here as well. So we have that. The French Open, guys, starts this weekend on Sunday, which is amazing. My uh, French Open package is up on the site now if everyone wants to do that. The end of the Stanley Cup is coming up uh, this yeah, week, we Wags. Uh, 1-1 uh, one, one in that. Uh, look, it'll be great for that to go uh, – Six, seven games, but uh, yeah, let's have a game seven in the cup finals. Why not? Let's do it. Um, yeah, and then the NBA as well. Go Lakers, go Lakers. Oh, you want uh, the Lakers? Those that haven't seen it, I, I have a, oh, a, a pretty I wasn't nice aware. ticket on the Lakers there. Yeah, <laughs> go Lakers, go Lakers. Darren Novell, let's go Lakers. And I think, I think if you, um, if you have access to Prop Swap, you might have uh, the ability take to a look. Uh, get that ticket. <laughs> It's still up, even though the Lakers lost last night. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Denver doesn't do one of these things where they keep on coming back. Yeah. But um, I think we'll he, Heat and Celtic Lakers fans soon. might might uh, have something to say about that. They might they might want to. They might, man. The Heat and the Celtics are pretty yeah. darn good. Pretty darn good. Game four tonight. 
Um, yeah, go Lakers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just check out my timeline. Um, all right, anything else, Wags, before we close up shop? No, that's it. Look, I uh, look forward to another uh, profitable weekend. Uh, you know, we did it again two weekends in a row, and uh, let's continue to, to make money for the clients. Very well said. All right, guys, I am ACL. He is Wags. Hit us up on Twitter at The Real Mr. ACL, at Cap and Wags, the website, therealmracl.com. You can always message us through there as well. All the updated packages and pricing is up on the site. So much stuff going on now. French Open this weekend as well. The package is up there for tennis. So we cannot wait for that. One of my favorite tennis tournaments of the entire year. All right. For Cap and Wags, I am ACL. This is the ACL pod featuring Cap and Wags. And we will talk to you guys next week.